The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. One Sabbath, Jesus and his disciples were going through the grain fields. And as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but priests to eat. And he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind, and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Again he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. He looked around at them with anger. He was grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out immediately and conspired with the Herodians against him, how to destroy him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Christ. En el nombre de un solo Dios, Creador, Redentor y Santificador, Amen. Please be seated. I wonder what Jesus must have said to the disciples after the encounter with the Pharisees at the grain fields. I'm thinking it may have been something like, Thanks a lot for getting me in trouble with the darn Pharisees. <laughs> you see, in my former life, I was, among other things, the director of a youth theater. I worked with youth of all ages, including teenagers. I ran summer camps for teenagers. Fun. <laughs> I directed theatrical productions with teenagers. Great fun. I took teenagers on outings. Fun. I took teenagers on hiking trips. Great fun. I have been with teenagers when they are hungry. Not fun. Quite a bit of whining can ensue. It's easy to forget that many of Jesus' followers were very young people. 
it is very likely that his disciples were mostly teenagers. Who knows why they were walking on the grain fields on the Sabbath? I have read many scholarly commentaries and opinions about the gospel lesson this morning, and I have concluded that no one really knows. <laughs> but as a theater director, when I read this gospel lesson, I fill in the blanks with a theatrical dialogue that goes sort of like this. Man, I'm hungry. <laughs> Me too, I'm starving. Hey, teacher, is it okay if we pluck some heads of grain? No, says Jesus. It's the Sabbath. <sighs> but we're starving. You babies, says one of the women. Are we there yet? When are we going to get to eat? Are you sure we can't block some heads of grain? <laughs> Fine, says Jesus, go ahead. They begin to pluck heads of grain, and you guessed it, upstage left, enter the Pharisees. <laughs> they should have stayed home on the Sabbath. Or they should have, in the very least, prepared their snacks yesterday. Our gospel lesson this morning points to the difference between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. To the Pharisees, the actions of the disciples on the grain fields and of Jesus at the synagogue appear to deliberately disobey the commandment to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. But Jesus sees the Sabbath in a different light. He reminds the Pharisees of the story about David taking consecrated bread that was supposed to be reserved for priests. David was a refugee fleeing from Saul, who had clearly declared his intentions to kill him. Jesus implies that the priest broke the letter of the law concerning the bread in order to relieve David's hunger. hunger. The priest not only sustained the life of a weary traveler, but also contributed to David living into his calling as the king anointed to replace Saul. Jesus insists that sometimes demands of the law must be set aside in favor of meeting greater needs especially when those greater needs promote a person's well-being and facilitate the coming of blessings. In the scene at the synagogue, Jesus is honoring the chief objective of the mandate to preserve life, as read in the book of Deuteronomy. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying and holding fast to God. For that means life to you and length of days. What better day than the Sabbath 
a day meant to promote God's commitment to humanity's well-being, to heal a man's damaged hand. With the healing of his hand, a man, the man may have received back his ability to work and to provide for his family. The event represents more than just fixing something that has gone wrong. It represents the restoration to wholeness and dignity, the promotion of life and human prosperity. It was when those who claimed to speak for God, used their position to draw rigid boundary lines of inclusion and exclusion, that Jesus looked around at them with anger. Jump back, people. Jesus looked around at them with anger. And I checked the Greek. It says... <laughs> It says anger, it means anger. The next time someone tries to tell you that a good Christian should show no anger, remind them of this passage. Mark 5, 3. Sometimes Christians may need to get angry when religious values become oppressive in the hands of careless stewards. Sometimes Christians may need to get angry when what begins as a noble motive becomes perverted. Sometimes Christians may need to get angry when those who live in privilege turn into insensitive leaders, out of touch with and indifferent to the needs of the vulnerable. That's the hardness of heart that moves Jesus to grief in the synagogue. And it is the hardness of heart described in the book of the prophet Isaiah. These people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their worship of me is a human commandment learned by rote. In the end, on that Sabbath, the Pharisees went out and plotted how to destroy Jesus. Amazing. One must wonder how on earth they didn't question whether that was a holy thing to do on the Sabbath. This is not a gospel lesson about Jesus rejecting the law or rendering the Sabbath as unimportant. But keeping the Sabbath must always reflect God's reign of love being worked out in the world. For Jesus, love was the ground of religious and moral law. And for us, followers of Jesus, Love of God and love of neighbor must always define the law. And why? Well, because only love can expose religious hypocrisy. Only love can expose the oppressive tyrannies of fear. After all, as our presiding bishop reminded the entire world a few weeks ago, 
If it's not about love, it's not about God. Que así sea, en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amén. Amén.